0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1757, Five Ways to Conquer Your Fears, by Carl Stabe of bringgratitude.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading articles, book excerpts, essays, sometimes stories, every day for you. If you find value in it, I'd greatly appreciate it if you can share it with friends or family, coworkers, anyone really. And I'll keep this intro nice and short for the Friday episode, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Five Ways to Conquer Your Fears by Carl Stabe of bringgratitude.com. What is the one emotion that influences most of our choices? Anger? Nope. Sadness? Nope. Fear? Yep. You just want a free trip to Awareness Island where we have put together a package of fun. You'll be staying in the all-inclusive resort at Confident Garden Inn. The food is all grown and freshly made on the island. Everyone will walk up and talk to you because they don't care what you think. All that matters is that everyone has a meaningful experience. I'm booked to go next month. This is when that dreamy, hazy transition kicks in and we wake up to reality. Fear is a part of our lives, but that doesn't mean that we have to give in to its bullying. So why does fear play such a big role in our lives? We use fear to protect ourselves against pain. We know that running into a bear's cave while he's sleeping on a summer afternoon will have disastrous effects. Our fear says, are you crazy? What is one good reason that makes you think that's a good idea? You can't think of one, so you slowly creep away from the cave and head back home to drink some tea. Your fear is there to help you make choices that will keep you safe and secure. The problem is that sometimes it goes too far and doesn't allow you to do the great work you are meant to do. Number one, listening to your fear. We have to listen to our fear and understand where it is coming from. If I'm afraid to go to a meeting, I always ask myself, why? I'm often afraid of being asked a question I can't answer. I don't wanna put myself in a position where I might embarrass myself. Or I may feel tired, but it's usually my mind avoiding another issue. The issue is that I believe that my time can be better spent somewhere else. Both of these examples are issues that I deal with on a regular basis. Number two, meet your fear halfway. I try to think of my fear as a friend, a buddy who's just trying to look out for my best interest. The problem is that this buddy isn't always right. I have to have some alone time, put my arm around his shoulder and have a talk. I actually have a dialogue with myself. Fear, we shouldn't have to go to this meeting. Me, I know, but I have to. Fear, that doesn't mean I have to like it. Me, true, but it would help. How can I make this easier on you? Fear. You can't. Me. Come on, there has to be something I can do. What if we figure out a way that we can become stronger and smarter, making the future us a little bit better? Fear. I'm listening. Me. So if we go to this meeting, we can focus on improving our speaking skills. If we can reduce our stumbling a little bit and make our speaking a little more fluid, we can use this when we start our own business. Fear. Hmm, so you think we can use this as practice so we will do better when we are on our own? Me, yeah. By figuring out a plan that helps the both of us, we can make dealing with the situation a little more tolerable. This is where you will have to unleash your creativity. Number three, walk side by side. Your fear is trying to help you. You need to use your fear as an ally. The best way to do this is to listen and figure out how to find a solution that appeases everyone. See the previous conversation. I understand, but let me do this once. This is a little trick that works on even the smartest brains. Let's say you have to do a presentation in front of your whole department. Your fear says, run like a crazy madman. You are certain that you know your stuff, but you are worried about what your coworkers will think of you. Try to reason with your fear and tell him that you just want to try it this one time. If I fail, I'll never do it again. This works for me because after I try something, I usually see the value in doing it again. The second time is never as scary. Number four, give in. Sometimes our fear is just too great. When this happens, it doesn't hurt to give in sometimes. I'm working on a big project right now and I feel scared, really. I'm trying to create a work happiness program. It's a little daunting. What if no one buys it? What if no one cares? I'll be crushed. These are all valid concerns, but I know that creating the program will help the future me. Instead of diving in, I procrastinate by creating a list of what I need to do tomorrow. I create a really easy list that doesn't scare me work on outline of work happiness program, write a half page, just a little semblance of an opening. If I feel like doing more, I will, and then celebrate my victory. I don't feel like I'm really trying to accomplish anything by setting myself up for tomorrow. All I feel like I'm doing is putting it off for later. In reality, I'm setting myself up for a win tomorrow. Even if I only get a half page type tomorrow, I'll feel good. What usually happens is I'll get sucked into the flow of work and do more because it feels good. When the project train starts sputtering, I might try to get it back on track, but I won't force it. I'll do something fun like write a poem or do some yoga. And number five, fear as a creativity resource. Your fear is a tool like every emotion you experience. You can use it to help yourself create, love, and enjoy work in many different ways. Fear will crush your motivation like a silverback gorilla jumping on your back if you don't act quickly. You have to move to the side, help him up, and hold his hand. He'll give you those wet puppy dog eyes, but don't give in. Tell him that he has to work with you to create a solution. Fear is one of the best creativity resources that you have. Use it. You just listened to the post titled, Five Ways to Conquer Your Fears, by Carl Stabe of bringgratitude.com. And thank you to Carl. I like that idea of thinking about fear as your buddy, That's something I learned in a book. When it comes to anxiety or fear, you can think of it as a little buddy or it could be even a little monster that's kind of negative and always worried. You can acknowledge it and talk to it and try to move away from letting it control your life. It also reminds me of something that I saw shared around. We all tend to replay things in our heads where we were embarrassed or did something wrong. Replaying it is not helpful and we're often being critical of ourselves in that moment instead of forgiving. So one thing you can do, or that might help every time you catch yourself doing that, is to play a really silly song in your head as you're imagining that scene where it was embarrassing. Like the theme song from Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is really silly sounding. You might find it softens the image and your thoughts about it. And while you might not find it completely comical, it'll definitely lighten your thoughts about it and possibly give space for you to forgive yourself or even just let it be. So something to try. Let me know how it goes. Thank you for being here and listening every day and considering these articles and my commentary. And I'll see you tomorrow over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.